be sure to apply sticky side up. We're the Inspired Incompetence Podcast. How's everybody doing? I put the sticky side down. Now we can't get it off. You monster. Yeah. Just go think about what you've done. All right. I'll see you guys next week. Okay. See ya. (laughs) See ya. (laughs) All right. So we ended last session um, without being in the middle of or at the precipice of a fight. So good job, guys. Yeah, I'm not really yeah. sure what to do with this now. Well, we uh we're doing watches. That's what we're doing. So you guys are switching it up and you're camping out inside of Roslar's tomb. Yeah, I still don't know how I feel about that decision. Well it already Hopefully. got decided. Yeah, I know. I, I just hope we don't get, you know, killed or whatever. You're on uh like the bottom you're on the bottom level. Just uh just beyond the stairs to go up to the the top level. And uh yeah, some of you are deaf, but some of you aren't. Who's doing first watch? It was Randolph and Vipira. Yep. Yes. Yep. Some of them are deaf, some of them are not. Yep. Okay. Uh take it away. Uh let's get some perception checks. No way. Uh, natural 20 for a 23 you know uh 31 vibe here is like uh, you know ears might be plugged up a little bit but her eyes she ain't that's that's she ain't meeping or moping or anything like that she's (laughs) she's on watch you guys uh do a bang up job wait perceiving yeah before we go any further how do i get my phantom back to full health you're gonna have to heal heal it with magic yeah Right. And what if I didn't have any healing spells left? Then you still have a wand. He doesn't oh, get that's healed. Right. Oh, but I don't want to use the wand. Oh, but I should. He has to be healed. He's like half of me. He's my better half. No, he's not. <laughs> no, now I'm doing it. <laughs> Joe is so method, you guys. <laughs> okay. Well, I do want to toss him some heals. I'll do it so that... The group doesn't know I'm doing it, right? Everyone's sleeping. I'll duck away from Vipira's 31 in perception. <laughs> I see that sort of... shit. <laughs> you can hide. With that said, I take my turgid wand in my hand, and it's throbbing, and I, I call out Thelias, and I hit him with a couple heals. Okay. I will say, uh, Vipira is hurting pretty bad. No, fuck her. <laughs> Dude, while I roll the, what the heal of, of a lifetime. <laughs> yeah, right. 25 with two uh Holy shit. with two spins of it. Wait, no, no, uh, no. It's a wand, so it's 1d8 plus 1, not plus 5. So, so he healed that's... So he healed 17, which is still pretty good for two uses still. of cure light wounds. Do you want some of this? <laughs> yes, please. All right. Yeah, roll your one for a total of two. <laughs> oh, dude, wouldn't that be hysterical? Oh no. The hands are hot, baby. Nice. So a couple hours go by and Vipira's hearing returns, but the uh, the rest of your watch goes by um, uneventfully. Nice. Bedtime. Can't wait to snooze and get all my HP back and my spells back. And all right, so yeah, me and uh, me and Dirty T uh, snuggle up and go to sleep. <laughs> Dirty T. I wake up uh, Rogyar, Yando. Uh, your guys' watches has come. Got back my hearing. Oh, oh, good. Uh, yeah. Good to hear it. Oh, I can hear too. Oh, oh, thank goodness. I thought that was going to last forever. Oh, I'll be honest with you too. I'm uh, pretty relieved. I was a little worried for a minute there. 
All right. So it's Yendo and Rogyar's turn. All right. So perception? Yes, please. Okay, that is a 26. Hmm. Yendo got a 27. Well, so your your watches pass uh, in the the cold, dark tomb. It's pretty quiet. Okay, so at the end of your watch, uh, Yendo goes and wakes up Uhtred. So before Uhtred wakes up, we're going to have a flashback. Ooh. The scene begins with the merry bubbling of a nearby stream, accompanied by a chorus of chirps from neighboring birds. The earthy scent of pine and dirt rides a cool breeze past a group of travelers through a wooded path. A tall bearded human leads the way for two slender elven women and a rather plump halfling. As they grow near, their footfalls and conversations climb over the bubbling stream, and the chirping birds fall silent. Nature seems to make way for this group, watching in hushed whispers as they pass. Indeed, all four of them are impressively outfitted, armed and armored as if by kings, with no shortage of magical potions, scrolls, and other treasures, all visible, readily accessible. These travelers, juxtaposed by the pleasant streamside path, are ready for a fierce battle. How... how much... further? The halfling wipes the sweat from his brow. One of the elves turns lithely to grin at the halfling. I warned you not to fill up at Roslar's coffer. You should save feasting for victory, not for departure. She giggles and bumps playfully into her fellow elf, sharing an unspoken joke. The halfling scowls through his huffing. That cake was... about to go bad. It would have been... A waste to leave it. The human stops walking. Quiet. The other three stop in silence, suddenly quite serious. We should be but a hundred paces from the Bastion of Light. Stay alert. Stay ready. Uhtred. Uhtred, are you still with us? A young boy in his early teens steps out from behind the elves and halfling, hidden from our view until now. The boy, clearly a young Uhtred Babenberg, peers around at the forest before him a mix of fear and excitement in his eyes. The human turns his head to confirm Uhtred's presence before snapping forward again, scanning the trees for danger. Uhtred, from this point forward, I need you to stay sharp. Stay out of the way, and be ready to run back to town if things go poorly. Understood? Uhtred looks too nervous to speak, but the bearded man doesn't wait for a response. Good. Let's keep moving. And as he proceeds with his march, he moves past us, and we get a very close look at the sword swinging from his hip. A scimitar, whose magical glow can faintly be seen from within its sheath. The scene cuts, and we're now in a new part of the forest, still on the wooded path. We have a rather high vantage point, as if perched on the lowest branch of a tree. Nearby, but out of sight, a weak, gurgling voice can be heard. A voice of strength, now on the verge of death. In the near distance, the travelers come into view as they round a bend coming toward us. They look our way and stop. The bearded man's hand flies to the hilt of his sword, while his other arm is thrown out, signaling his companions to stop. Under the unseen, disembodied, dying murmurs, we can hear the human's voice, muffled by distance. There it is. As the group takes battle stances, our vision grows obscured as a body is lifted into the air, directly in front of us. The dying voice grows louder, and we can see its owner, a mangled orc, his limbs broken all over. The orc is held aloft, horizontally, completely blocking the travelers from our sight, gripped in enormous hands. One hand holds him under his arm, the other has his legs, 
The hands, connected to two massive muscular arms, are covered in a short, blood-red fur. The orc whimpers as it prepares for what comes next. Uhtred, stay back. And the travelers are again visible as the orc is ripped in half. And Uhtred, you're woken up by Yando. Oh, oh. I kind of like sit up and I'm like shaking my head. Almost as if like it wasn't Yando who woke, woke Uhtred up. Like he kind of wakes up and he's like kind of shaking his head, not even aware that like Yando's probably right next to him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is Uhtred, I said it's your turn for watch. Oh, yeah, yes, watch. And he kind of just gets up and walks over into, uh, like, the adjacent room right before the uh, floor's all mud and just kind of, like, not even really acknowledging Yendo that much. Still kind of in that weird, like, when you first wake up from a dream. Yeah, watch. Uh, Uhtred, you, you okay, mate? Yeah, yeah, I'll, I'll be fine. Just a little bit of a night terror. Haven't oh, all right, had well. one of those a few weeks. Oh, I'm impressed. <laughs> yeah, I guess since everything started happening, I've had real-life night terrors. Yeah, the, the night terrors can sometimes be worse than day terrors. I don't know, Yendo. How do you get much worse than what we've been dealing with? Well, the imagination has no limits. Well, but my, my psyche has been stretched long before this, so yeah. you can try. I don't think I'm creative enough to think up anything this horrible. All right, well, if, if you're sure you're all right, I'll leave you to it. Yeah, yeah, if I, if I need anything, I'll come get you. All right. Now, Uhtred. Okay. So, Uhtred has a bunch of shit he wants to actually do during his watch. Okay. I'll start. You want a perception check? Please. And then I'm going to give you two spellcraft checks. Well, they're going to be a 14 and a 19. And I don't think that's going to be enough to identify the pearl. Did we identify what the staff was? You did not. Okay. So I'm going to give you another one. I'm trying to identify the pearl, the second belt, and the staff. Okay. Yeah. No, none of those are going to be high enough to identify anything. Yeah. I'll wait until I wake everyone else up and I'll have Randall take a crack at him. I also want to uh, write up a scroll of shield during my watch. Okay. Yeah, so in the meantime, uh, if nothing happens during my shift, I would would also recast my mage armor and my uh, obliviate shield or obliviate shield. A blade of barrier? Yeah, the barrier. So I'll put my ar- my armor on, my barrier back up, and I'll, you know, do my spells. Okay. Doing all that, you're going to, I'd say, probably take a minus four penalty on your perception checks. Yeah, I'm cool with that. All right. So that's a, that's a seven on your perception check. Okay. Your watch passes with no issue. And uh, somewhere the sun comes up, but... You can't see it. So everybody, one by one, will start to wake up. Uh, when Randall gets up, I'm going to pull out those three items and say, uh, Randall, I noticed that you have a bit of a flair for the magics. I'm having particular difficulty deciphering what schools of magic these items have. Do you care to take a shot at it? Ah, yes, well, of course. Uh, give them here. 
Let me see. But before we get to that, I've seen this before? No, you haven't. I just want to take a minute and uh, let's uh, let's let's touch base with everybody. It's been a while. Oh boy, this is what he does know, when he's uh, going to kill somebody. <laughs> he wants to get a get to know us and then kill us. Listen, I've touched base. I think this will be the fourth time, and I've only killed one of you. So that's not a great percentage. There's only a 25% chance. <laughs> so every quarter we have to sacrifice someone? Well, hey, it was it's... three checkups and then a kill, so it's a 33% chance. Yeah. Oh, you got me. All right, well, how's everybody doing? Where's everybody? What, everybody's characters? Like, where, where's your, what's your headspace looking like? What oh, do you... you don't want out of this headspace, dog. <laughs> I'm playing a maniac. I know it's crowded in there. Yeah. Well, who wants to go first? Uh... I'll go first. No, you won't. So, yeah, uh, Randolph is new and having fun, and uh, I'm just happy to be alive and in the group again, to be honest with you. I like playing him so far, uh, and this is all at a macro level, like me talking, old J-Dog. Sure. Um, In-game, Randolph is perpetually confused, um, but happy to be away from the dead roads and in in a more familiar plane of existence with people who seem like they're not trying to kill him and, you know, are, are willing to be the team that he's looking for to get through what's left of his life. So uh, that's all been great. Uh, Thalias being a, a spirit is new. I mean, he had magical powers before Thalias, but this new found, you know, spirit is, is a new thing that's uh, sort of a... Um, I don't want to say a struggle, but not super easy to contend with now having a spirit. And yeah, uh, feeling great. Don't want to die. So that's let's leave Does it. Does Randolph that. have any goals or hopes for how he thinks or wants this like dungeon delve to go? Is he just kind of like being like, "This is our goal is in this direction. Let's go." Or does he have like a specific something? He in doesn't mind? have right now. He doesn't. He was, you know, sent from the dead roads to this plane to meet up with people, and now he's here, and now there's, you know, he's still fighting. He hasn't ever gotten a chance to catch his breath like some of these other PCs have, you know? I mean, he's resting right now, but he knows that we're going into deeper, more dangerous stuff the next morning, right? So he's sort of, uh, he's still on high alert and uh, not thrilled to be where he's at, but hopefully... You know, he can get back to some semblance of his former life and, and be done with all this. But after what he's been through so far, alone in the dead roads, uh, he, he's fucked anyway, so. Okay. Who wants to go next? Uh, Rogar will go next. I know yeah, Rogar is definitely not happy to be stuck underground again for, for some time here, but... Like I kind of mentioned last week, there is, I'm not sure if I could justify him leaving and then choosing to go back in for a fourth time. So as much as Mm -hmm. he is uncomfortable down here, I think the immersion is just better for him than, than trying to go out and trying to have to build up that, that, that nerve again. And also he is very much both grieving and angry like the loss of Thalias hit hit Rogar really hard as I'm pretty sure it did for everyone but mm-hmm. especially short you know so soon after 
having to say goodbye to Dolren. Now he has had to say goodbye to Thalias, and yeah, he is he is definitely grieving. He's he's trying to keep pressing on. He's trying to be that that backbone for the group, but it's it's weighing on him a lot. Okay, let's go next. Vapir is having a, a lot of inner conflict. Every time that she leaves this place, she is stepping over the bodies of her old dead friends and equally so you know by uh passing the tree that Thalias is now permanently sleeping under this place is not doing good for her in any way shape or form and then to also be sleeping next to the person who originally started that conflict and she is borderline forced to be working with she's kind of had to put aside that thought but like it's there's a lot of eating and a just a bunch of conflicts going on in her mind like i need to survive but this happened that you know just a whole bunch of things yeah how does vipira feel about this randolph guy it, it's not a replacement uh, for who she was originally with that singular moments of thelias popping out i think she for a second was yeah this is this is amazing yes we have him back and the moment that you know he he kind of faded out i i think uh killed it for vipira and it's just more along the lines of okay i think you have some connection to him but this is just a, a a shadow of who it of who thelias once was Okay, that's reasonable. And uh, Uhtred? I feel like, or Uhtred kind of, from the very beginning, like waking up in the Boneyard version of Rossler's tomb, he's kind of always, I think, felt the magnitude to some degree of what's going on. Like, being in a different plane, like, the people we've met along the way, like, there's been a lot of, like, why are we in the, you know, this God involved, these things. And like, he's just kind of always seemed to, from the get go, been like, damn, there's something like cosmic going on. Right. Mm -hmm. And I think for the first time since the campaign started, he's not could care less about the bigger picture thing going on right now. Like, the only thing he wants to do is get out of the town and get to the Bastion of the Light. That's it. That is goal number one, two, and three right now. And nothing else matters until that fucking vampire and those cultists are removed from that temple. Okay. All right, cool. So with that, we can press play again where Randolph is about to roll spellcraft on some of these magic items. But first... Everybody leveled up. Woo! So who wants to do their level up stuff first? Well, I will. I had a pretty uh, short level here. Um, my my sneak attack dice went up by plus one d6. Nice. Uh, my base attack bonus went up plus one. And the feat that I take is Shadow of Fear. It plays off of um, a fear effect 
if the creature is under a fear effect of some sort. Oh, I can treat it as if it's uh, flat-footed so I could get my sneak attack uh, damage in. Okay. It, even if I'm not so, flanking with uh, somebody. Okay. So, yeah. If there's a creature suffering from a fear effect and you hit them, your first attack in that round uh, applies sneak attack as if you were flanking. Yes. Nice. All right, let's go next. Randolph. So each time I level up, I have to level up my Phantom Thalias as well, which is kind of fun. He just doesn't do a whole lot. Uh, not as cool as I get, I guess. He just so I get a third level spells, which is nuts. Nice. But I also took the lame ones. I took Cure Serious Wounds and Remove Curse. It just seems like... That's so lame. There's <laughs> not even anybody cursed right now. <laughs> yeah, but as soon as there is, if I don't take either of those, I, I just need healing and support. There's so many cool spells, but I'll get to those after. Like, it doesn't yeah. matter what class you are. Like, third level spells are... You, you will never be able to take all the third level spells that you want. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, but it will feel great when I wake up and have, you know, extra spells, especially extra powerful spells. Hell yeah. Um, so that's totally sweet. And a, a super welcome addition. I get um, Calm Spirit, which sounds awesome that I get to, like, calm a ghost once a day. Except I know as soon as I get this, we'll never run into a ghost or a spirit. So that'll be useless. <laughs> yeah, don't worry about that. And then um, uh, Phantom Thalias gets uh, Defending Aura, which is like a swift action. I get a deflection bonus to AC uh, and a plus two on CMD. And on saves. I mean, I guess that's sweet, but he's currently at one, well, 18 HP. So I got to figure out how I can, maybe I can just sort of combine the two here and use my extra heals to get the Lias up to full health and then get him out and have him buffing me and shit. Oh, and I also took, uh, yeah, yeah. So speaking about this deflection bonus to AC, I also took as a feat uh, medium armor proficiency. So as soon as I find some medium armor, I'm going to be jacked up because I'm going to get extra armor from that and extra armor from Phantom. Nice. The defending aura is like anybody, right? It's not just you. Holy shit, you're right. All allies. Oh, man. I thought it was just me because we have a thing. Dang, that's huge. All allies within, well, 10 feet isn't huge, but is a radius? 10 foot radius? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's nuts. Yeah, could be activated as a swift action. Yeah, so I really got to get this guy out and uh, flanking with me and buffing the group and shit. It's going to be good. Yeah, totally. All right, cool. Uh, who wants to go next? Okay, I'll go next. Um, okay. So for this level, Uhtred got um, fighter training, uh, which basically is just like I can use Uhtred's Magus level as his fighter level minus three for the purposes of qualifying for feats, which is okay. kind of cool. The other thing I got for level seven, and so I got fighter training because it's part of my archetype because I'm a Kenzai uh, Magus. Um, and the other thing I got for my archetype was it's a Jutsu. I'm not sure how you would pronounce that. I-A-I? -I, or is that an L? E-I -E Jutsu. Yeah, yeah, so I got EI Jutsu. I got my first Jutsu. I don't think I get any other Jutsus, but... Oh, no. Well, 
it's the same jutsu. Either way, so what it does is it allows me to add my intelligence modifier and my dexterity modifier onto my initiative rolls, which has got to be Damn. through the roof right now because I just got that belt of plus four dexterity and my initiative was, or, or my intellect was already super high. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I got a plus nine in initiative right now. That's awesome. Yep. Similar to Randolph, I also got a third level access to a third level spell this level. So the two spells I chose to put in my spell book were Displacement, which basically it gives you the total concealment you would receive from being invisible without them not being able to see you. So like they fully know where I am, but I get a 50% missed chance. And then I also took Fireball because that's just always super useful to have a, a big smack you AOE damage spell. Classic. Yep. Yeah, and then for my feet, uh, I kind of had a free spot here when I built Uchard. There wasn't really a dedicated spot here. So I'm going to use that opportunity to take the toughness feet and try and help with my shitty HP. Nice. Yeah, Uhtred's been... You, you've been getting very unlucky with hit point rolls. Yeah, it wasn't much better this week. I rolled a four on a D8, so... That's better than you have been getting. <laughs> yeah, it's, a, it's an improvement, yeah. but still in the bottom half. Okay. Uh, who wants to go last and make me really sad? <laughs> it's my turn. So yeah, seventh level is a fun one for the kineticist. And they're all pretty fun. But the big thing that I get this level is called Expanded Element. So that means I get a, a second element to choose from for my Kinetic Blast and associated powers. And normally I've just been like, you know, bludgeoning Air Blast. And I could have chosen to go Air again with this and gotten the Electric Blast. But I went a different route. I went for Water as my second element and took a cold blast to go with it. And to pair off with that, for my feet, I took the extra extra wild talent feet, uh, which gives me, you know, my choice of any kineticist wild talent that I qualify for. And with this expanded element, I now qualify for a wild talent called Kinetic Healer. Oh, oh yeah, let's <laughs> hear more about that. <laughs> and what this allows me to do is I can, uh, for the cost of one burn, I can heal someone that I touch for an amount equal to my kinetic blast damage. No way, that can't be true. What? So you just the became most... the best healer ever. <laughs> yeah. Sit down, Randall. The most damage and the best healer. Um, cool. And the thing is, like, I can choose to make the target of the heal take the burn. So they, so like. I would heal for, and it's it's, it's the non-empowered kinetic blast damage. Um, oh, so only forty. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like literally my entire health pool. <laughs> but yeah, so, so you would heal quite a bit, probably like yeah, in that thirty to forty range. But you would also take seven non-lethal damage that cannot be healed until you rest the following day. So each each time Rogar gives you a kinetic heal. You're getting a huge amount, a, a huge heal, but it's also lowering the ceiling of your max HP. Oh, okay, I see. So it's sort of like a 
you it's get end- what you get type deal. Where it's if an you end of the day heel. If you want to get the good stuff, he comes all uh, Randolph. In- end of the day heel. That's an anytime heel. It's an anytime well, heel, but it is a great like end of the day heel. Just like blow through yeah. your burn at the end of the day. But and like, rest. if I came to you and said, you know, you're gonna get healed for forty, but there's really a penalty of seven on it. Like, okay, I'm so mad about that thirty three heel that Randolph probably can't do in one heel. Oh, well, 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 well. Randolph could do probably like 20 or something. And you no the burn, downside, no strings. Yeah. yeah, no strings attached. Which is, so just <laughs> give me the 33 with the string. <laughs> yeah, you say that now. Wait till you, wait till you see the freaking string. That's yeah. that's pretty insane, Matt. That's like uh, definitely yeah, that's group amazing. changing for us. Yeah. And to top that off, like I said, I also I have access to a cold blast, which is an energy blast. So it's going to do a little less damage, but it would also target touch AC. So like if it's something that I'm having trouble hitting, I could sacrifice a little damage to make sure that I'm hitting it. And I also got a composite blast called Blizzard Blast. Uh, the composite blasts are like super powered. They do ca- like almost double the damage of a regular blast, but they also cost two burn to use. And like that's a lot harder to mitigate. It's It's not something I can do a lot but it is another trick in my toolbox right wow because when i looked at a kineticist i thought you know they really should be able to do double their damage at one more burn that's what they're missing i'm glad i'm not the dm matt at what point though are you just punishing me joe and tom because (laughs) (laughs) like you're putting axel in such a position of like look no he's Matt's just playing his character, and uh, eventually you guys are going to come up against smarter and smarter opponents who are going to take one look at Rogyar and go Nova <laughs> on him before he goes Nova on them. Yeah, and and I mean, it is also balanced out. Like, I can, I'm a, I am like the epitome of a glass cannon. Like, my I AC mean. is not very good, <laughs> and with all the burn that I take for my abilities, my, like, my HP is up to a max of 80 right now, but that's deceptive when I'm taking 7 non-lethal damage at a clip that can't be healed without resting and last to level up is yando Woo! hey yando yeah um so i think uh things are gonna start getting pretty pretty sweet because yando's had this the whole time but i kind of classic forgot classic like rangers just kind of have animal companions that's one of the things that they do and like if they don't have an animal companion, then they just don't have an animal companion, right? Wrong. So the animal companion comes from a class feature called Nature's Bond, I think. Hunter's Bond. Uh, and you can use Hunter's Bond to either bond with an animal and have an animal companion, or you bond with your companions. And if you've done that, and that's what Yando does, uh, as a move action, you can give your companions a bonus on uh, your favored enemy well it's like equal to half of what your bone your favorite enemy bonus is but they get it for a number of rounds equal to your wisdom modifier so as a move action yando can just give you guys a plus two bonus on attack and damage rolls versus undead for two rounds so yando rules that's gonna make a difference it probably would have made a difference in the past but we don't talk about that so to complement the move action that yando is going to be taking probably every two rounds 
I gave Yando Vital Strike for his uh, for his feet. So on the rounds that he spends a move action to give everybody his favorite enemy bonuses, he since he can't take a full attack action, he's going to Vital Strike those rounds. All right. So let's uh, let's press play one more time. And uh, Randolph, what are those spellcraft checks? Oh, yeah. Big time. Oh, geez. Don't worry about that first one. It was a natural one. Which well, one? The second was... one was a fourteen. And okay. one more. Oh, and one more, of course. There we go. Yeah, Twenty-five. I don't think it's enough, but well, does Joe which get one to... were you? Which one were you examining with the third one? Your, which your choices which are th- a belt, a staff, and a pearl. I'm guessing that the pearl is probably the hardest one to. And I'm definitely using my closest look with the old staff, Ruski. Okay, so the. 25 spellcraft check goes to the staff and you identify it as a staff of courage oh yes this staff is of great courage or bravery so courage they're the same thing magical so magical staves just as a quick reminder it's basically the same as a wand but uh it has instead of having 50 charges of one spell it usually has a much smaller number of charges for a smattering of spells, usually with some common theme. And you can recharge it by basically feeding it spell slots that you have equal to the level spell or higher that you're recharging. So, so listen, a staff will come with 10 charges and you restore charges by, by like, if you give up a third level spell slot the staff will he will regain three charges yes and based on what spell you're using out of it it would it might cost one charge or two charges or more so a staff of courage comes with bless remove fear prayer and remove paralysis Uh, that's sweet sounds like a healer's staff does it's a buffer staff, yeah. We'll have to give it to our healer, Rogar. <laughs> <laughs> so, so I there's mean, actually a fourth thing that you guys can roll spellcraft on. You have a big block of incense. A big block of incense. Step back, step back. I got a 25. Uh, but Uhtred with a 32, that's on the incense? Yeah, it was on the last, the fourth one you asked for. Okay. Uh, so this is actually... Uh, enough incense for three uses spirit revivification incense so is that like magic shag but it's going to cure the spirit (laughs) no uh so this stick of incense is coated in the ectoplasmic residue of slain spirits a spiritualist can burn the incense as part of their ritual to manifest their phantom, in which case the manifested the manifested phantom returns with its maximum number of hit points, oh, regardless shit. of previous damage incurred. Well, that's awesome. All right. Uh, upon identifying it, Uhtred would uh, would tell Randall that. Oh, Randall, I forgot I had these. I really wasn't sure what they were until I saw you manifest the lias. And I, yes. I think, is that not ectoplasm on these? Hmm. Th- yes. No. Yes, it, it must be. 
Oh, ectoplasm. Yes. Right? Let me. Let me. Yep. I hand them taste. over. Oh, taste like ectoplasm. Yes. Well, I'm I'm fairly <laughs> confident that if you were to burn one of those, Thalias would be manifested fully intact. No. I believe I believe I'm correct about this. I read it a long time ago, but I've never My seen ectoplasm word. until you showed up. I hold it up to the sky with two hands, like it's Simba. You know. Yes. This is what we needed. This will lead us on our journey with Elias. Uh, well, I know your new thing is having uh, remove curse as a spell. Oh yeah. And I think Rogyar's and Utrid's thing is that they're cursed. Or uh, am I yeah. thinking different people? <laughs> no, you're nope, thinking right. Nope. We are definitely cursed. So if you were to uh, uh, cast remove curse, you need to make a caster level check. Oh, really? Against the DC of the curse. Oh, really? Success means me the this. curse is removed. Failure means it's not. Yeah, that's that's how okay. it works. I'm just going to roll a d20 then, and you tell me if it works. So well, d20 plus 20. 7 against the DC of the effect. The All right, well, curse. don't tell me the DC of the effect. All right. The first Who are you one doing is it on? for... Who are you doing it on? The yeah. first one's for Uhtred, then for Rogyar. No whammies, no whammies, no whammies. Kind of a whammy. Kind of a wham. Uh, 15 and 17. You fail to remove the curse from either of your allies. Are you shitting me? Those were my two third level spells. It's a good thing you prepared it four (laughs) times today. Well, whatever. At the end of last session, I didn't think we were leveling up, and I didn't know you were getting it, so I fully expected to finish this dungeon with the curse. Well, you might just end up doing that. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> it's true. All right, so Yando kind of rolls his shoulders. He finishes restringing his bow, and he goes, uh, well, shall we? Not getting any younger. Yeah, let's uh, let's move out. Uh, well, before we move oh. out, uh, Rogar is still very much hurting from yesterday. So <laughs> yeah, we, we got to do our... We gotta do our morning ritual. So uh, Rogar's gonna hit himself with uh, with one of them kinetic heels. Oh, okay. Yeah, you want the the goofy shit? All right, whatever. So Rogar takes a burn to heal himself for twenty two. So you guys would see Rogar kind of rub- rubbing his hand over like his injuries, but instead of wind coming out of him, you'd see like water or ice. Yeah, it's like ice. He's like almost like free, like using cold to cauterize his wounds. Randolph stares uh, daggers at you. Like, what the shit are you doing? <laughs> yeah, uh, Viper goes up to Randolph and is just like, um, before I, you know, utilize whatever he's doing, uh, can I get a couple of heals? All right, all right. Gather around, gather around. Except for you, Viper. Fuck you. <laughs> gather around. <laughs> Before I start tossing out heels, I'm going to sit down for a minute and get the lias out. So I say, gather round, gather round. No, not you, Viper. No, I'm just kidding. Gather round. Wait. One minute, though. One. I just got to do this one thing and then gather round. So I summon the lias, and I'm going to start tossing out cure lights like they're candy. First one to me, because I'm the top dog. Are you casting cure light or are you using the wand? Yeah, I'm casting. Okay. No, I'm casting. Second one to Thalias, because he's the second top dog. Oh, sorry, Thalias. That was a bad one. Well, if and you're... Hold on, hold on. Thalias yeah. doesn't need it if you use that incense to bring him back at full health. Well, maybe he didn't use it. Dude, I can't use that right now. That thing's so sick. 
Well, I'm I mean, I can't think of a better time to use it. He's got to save it until the last encounter of book six. <laughs> well, what's how much health is how much health is he missing? <laughs> a he, bunch. He was what at is one HP before leveling up. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he's missing twenty-eight. Well, yeah, that feels like you should light an incense. All right, all right. I'll light an incense. So that second one was for by Pyrrha instead. <laughs> Uh, of uh, Elias. And that's Fuck perfect because it was only a one. <laughs> oh my god. I need more. Wait, you, why? Yeah, why? I'll get to you. I'll get Who to you. Who did the eight go to? Me. To Joe. I'm oh, oh, okay. I'll say I could use a, some more healing too. <laughs> Alright, perfect. So you'll be the third one. I saved my best for last. And since I saved my best for last, this one will, will be for Vipira. And then you'll get the last one. Okay. So Vipira gets another ten. And I get 12. Uh, like you said, 12. best for Perfect. last. <laughs> best for last. All right, so I used four, and I have one first level spell. Left. Can I uh, get one more? <laughs> no, get out of here, you <laughs> bum. I'm at 40 out of 63. I could heal that. All right, yeah. All <laughs> right. Well, I, I could heal that. Burn, me, heal that. burn me with cool. ice. All right. Rogue rolls up. All right, let's see here. I think I can handle <laughs> this. <Vipira> gets super <laughs> nervous. So, oh my god. So Vipira takes seven non-lethal damage, but then heals 26. That's so sick. I'm so stoked that this, as, as mad as I am that you're a better healer than me, uh, just like out of the blue, you know, snap and you, boom, you are. Seriously. That's amazing. He and he rested for eight hours and woke up <laughs> way better healer. Dude, that's all right. I'm gonna one of these times. I'm gonna rest for eight hours and I'm gonna out damage him. You wait and see how it happens. Okay. Uh, uh, Rogier is also going to take a burn to uh, refill his internal buffer. So starting off the day with two burn. Any other preparations? So off you go. Off we go. Okay, so you guys get back to the uh, to J15 where you fought the uh, Venadamons. With all those uh, coffins lying around, and you found the two belts in there, and you can go south from from there. Uh, I look at Thalias as if, like, I'm not going to lead the way, please. And then we start moving forward together. So you can lead the way. After reaching a compromise, yeah. <laughs> okay. So you... Uh, sorry, just like yesterday, I'm, uh, I'm going to be Uhtred's little dwarf balloon. Oh, I love that. Uh, Vipira goes invisible. Nice. You move south, and the eastern section of this marble-walled hall is blocked off by several tons of stone. You get the feeling that you're on the other side of that cave-in from the room that you fought Yannick in. Parts of the polished floor have been gouged by falling rock near the collapse. Archways exit this chamber to the north where you came, and also the west and the south. Messages are carved into the stone above each archway, but only a few words are still readable. Uh, the words peace for years are visible above the northern archway where you guys came from. If you look to the west, the archway that leads into there, you see the words uh, din at his well. And uh, to the south, the archway just says support thy master. Everybody but uh, Randolph and Yando can make intelligence checks. So I got an 11 on that intelligence check. Yeah, Utra got a 7. So, Rogiar, the north and western, unless you, Matt, uh, remember, like, I'll, I'll give it to you then, but otherwise, uh, Rogiar, the north and western archways aren't really ringing any bells, but you do remember, um, 
the southern archway from the Roslar's tomb that you awoke in in the Boneyard, uh, you do remember seeing an archway that said, Loyal Abdel, support thy master always. And through that archway came that skeletal horse piloted by the Ostavite. Yep. That means I believe through this, because this, this tomb is kind of mirrored from the one in the Boneyard, that means through this western door is where Roslar's sarcophagus is. Hmm. That's why, like, to the south, that, yeah, that was like, that's the room that Yando told us looked kind of like a stable. Because that was like the tomb for the horse. Right. right. Let's go check it out. Yeah, let's, uh, we'll start with the so- southern one, start with the stable, and then we'll, we'll head over to the big boy. Uh, okay, so you move south, and this unusual room is decorated to look like a stable with the image of a large window overlooking a grassy meadow carved into the eastern wall. Another carving along the southern wall depicts most of a sturdy horse, though the beast's head has been chipped away. A message above the carving reads, No greater friend, but the rest of the words are missing. An archway exits to the north where you came from, and a gaping hole in the ceiling appears to open into another chamber above. Uh, I'm going to go stick my head in that hole. Well... Me and Thelias in this, as a team. It's the, up out of the ceiling, so you'd have to, like, climb up. Yeah, Thelias will get on my shoulders and pop up there and see what he, see what he sees. Okay, While make a perception. Doing, make a perception check for that can fly, right? <laughs> and Leave me and Thelias with our buddy cop antics, okay? <laughs> We're having fun. Yeah, you can fly right up into the hole and probably got a sweet perception check. I'm gonna de- I mean, you can do that while we're doing our thing, too. We're not going to stop you. I'm going to detect magic in J16 and into 18. Okay. You're not picking up any magical auras in either of the rooms. Does Thalias see anything with a six? With a six? Yeah, so Thalias would see unusual circular sigils carved into the walls of this chamber. A four-foot-high pillar lies toppled in the center of the room cracked into several pieces. Near the fallen pillar is a human skeleton. A small stone door exits to the north, and there is a large hole in the floor where Thelias is poking his head out from. When he relays that to me, I say out loud, Bullshit! Alright, yo, Rogyar, you gotta check that out. There's like circles, and a body, a body, a dead body, and circles, and uh, Go up there. Thalias didn't get a good look. You make sure make sure it's really what it, what he said it was. I'll go up with you. Here. And I reach out my hand. Reach out your hand for what? Hold on. Hold on. Can We're you all... not pull me up with you? Hold on. Before you go up there, though, there's still another room on this level we haven't looked in. Yeah, if there's, noth- no, if there's nothing immediate above the hole, we should go check out the other room down here first. I slowly put my hand down to the side. Okay, you think <laughs> there's more interesting stuff elsewhere? Okay, if you say so. I think it sounds pretty interesting up there, but that's just me. More interesting than a dead body. <laughs> okay, so you guys, uh, you go back north, uh, and then you go west into... Well, I go back reluctantly. I'm back here. <laughs> you guys gotta explore other stuff. Yeah, whatever. So you are about to enter what is presumably the room housing... Roslar's sarcophagus. Yeah, we gotta check that out. Viper, are you near me? Yeah, I'm Vipira. actually. I'm actually in front of you. Yes, I. Oh, perfect, perfect. Can, can you hear me? Well, I can't <laughs> see you, and you took a minute to respond. But, um, <laughs> uh, 
regardless, you want to take a peek and make sure that thing's not trapped at all? Alright, so was it's just perception check, correct? What are you doing? Plus. He's, he's scouting the room for traps. Oh, okay, so Vipira enters the room. A large stone dais occupies the western end of this room, and the stone of the curved wall behind it has been carved to resemble hanging draperies. A large stone sarcophagus stands on the dais, and an archway leads out to the east where you came from. Vipira, you're rolling perception to detect traps in the sarcophagus? Around the room and the sarcophagus, yes. Okay. So what'd you get on your perception check? I believe it's a 30 with my plus three, or sorry, 29 with uh, my plus three. No, 30 uh, with my plus three in uh, danger sense. Okay. So you're looking around and uh, you don't detect any traps, but something else does jump out at you. Literally or figuratively? Because <laughs> those are two very different things. There are four columns uh, in the corners of the rooms. And you see that the columns in the north, the northwest corner and the northeast corner, look a little off. And you, you look again and you realize that the walls, the, the columns that are supposed to just be made of more stone that the wall is made of uh, is really just it looks more like stacked corpses mortared together ooh and like it almost has like a movement to them that as if they're like breathing and as you as you realize that there's danger afoot the the walls kind of open up like like split open and a horrible, hideous face emerges. Everybody roll initiative. Uhtred. Oh, uh, I got a 19. Rogyar. 26. Vipira. 16. Randolph. 14. I'm, uh, I'm a little slow today. So you all would be aware of some sounds coming from this room as uh, bits of of stone and plaster like crumble to the floor as these two stone pillars move and animate and then you would hear like this gravelly uh, broken up hiss there's definitely something in there and it seems hostile Rogyar it's your turn uh Rogyar is going to yeah Rogyar is going to delay his turn until someone else goes in there and tells me what the hell's going on. Okay. Uhtred, you're up. What do you see in there, Vipira? Uh, Traps? It's two living columns uh, that are seemingly holding up the building. I I don't know. I've never seen anything like it. Just so many dead bodies stacked up on top of each other. Sounds awful. Uhtred's making sure to stay right outside of J-17. Not actually going in that room. Yes, we've all seen dead bodies. There was one back up there. So, he, what is Utra doing with his turn? You have six seconds. All right, I'm just going to defer, defer my turn then. Okay. Vipira. I'm moving in to attack. And uh, Vipira's going to claw claw. Okay. Ooh. All right. 27 to hit first. 27 hits. Uh, and 24 damage. 
with a minus two to AC and a minus one to, uh, let's go with uh, strength. Okay. And then uh, a natural one on the second attack. Okay. Uh, roll to confirm. All right. 28. All right. You do not confirm. Uh, so Vipera steps up and takes a swing with her claws and you feel a what's probably the most satisfying connection with your claws that you felt in a while oh uh, my god like it not only is it sneak attack damage but like you don't feel any of it being absorbed by dr oh uh, when you said a connection i thought it was like an emotional thing <laughs> <laughs> oh my friends! Feels you're really, so you're really clicking with these, right with these abominations. Uh, okay, up next is Yando, so he's going to uh, move into the room and uh, go south, and uh, then spin around. And just, what the hell are those things? Uh, but then he's gonna pull his bowstring back and let an arrow fly at the the one that Vipira just attacked. He do what he do. He's going to Vital Strike. That'll be a hit. All right. Uh, Rugger's going to go after Yando. Okay. And Rugger's going to uh, fly into the room. He's going to end up like floating over Yando. And he will, similar to Yando, turn and uh, shoot an air blast at the the same one. Yando hit the same one that Vipira was, right? Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, Rugger's going to spin around and, and take a shot at the same one. Okay. Uh, yeah, no empower, just a, just a shot here. Oh, oh. Uh, that is a natural 20 on the attack. Oh, no. Uh, and that is a 19 to confirm against its flat-footed AC. Yeah, that confirms. Oh, baby. <laughs> so, the bludgeoning crit is called a roundhouse. Normal damage and a free attack against all adjacent foes at the same bonus. So, that can blow right away. And the magic one is called Concussive Spell, Double Damage, and 1d4 Bleed. So I will take that. I have a feeling this thing can't bleed, but I'll take the double damage. And that double damage equals out to 58. So Rogyar's spell just shears away this thing and just the, the, the rocks and the, the flesh and bones within just crumple. And there is one. I have a question about uh, about Rogar real quick. Is there col- is there collateral damage? Like, is he a superhero <laughs> that goes through a city and destroys it, and then is like, oh, I got the bad guys. Don't worry. Or is he like a precision freaking CNC machine that's just able to somehow annihilate these baddies, but leave everything else like totally fine? Yeah, he's he's like. I'm okay with both. I'm just. It seems like the devastation. Like, how could it possibly be limited? No, he's pinpoint accurate. Uh, okay, up next is Randolph. Okay, well, time to do some cleanup in here. I uh, step through the room with Elias, <laughs> just in time to see one of these things get absolutely obliterated. I shield my eyes and my uh, awesome hair from getting bone juice on it, and uh, I'll just run up to this thing, and is there any way I can flank it? Not really, it's in a corner. Yeah, but me and Thelias are trying to be flank pals, yeah. so we're going to try and figure it out. I'm going to direct Thelias to go in this square while I go in this square. Okay. Thelias can actually charge yeah. into that square from where he started. Oh, perfect. And so he'll charge, and we'll both attack, and uh, yeah, it'll be all well and good. All right, no flank, though. 
Yeah, no flank. We're still learning. Oh! Oh, and it's also a 20! Oh my god, I'm the greatest. What happens now? Well, you, uh, so they you rolled crit it. confirm is a 12. A 12 is gonna confirm. Oh, oh. shit! Oh, so th this is a slashing crit. Well, <laughs> okay. the, sla the slashing crit here is called Shield Cleave. Uh, double damage, so it is the times four damage, and normal damage to the target's shield. Huh. I don't think it's ah. actually holding a shield, but it's still the the all the full damage. All right, so uh, I think this pile of bones and uh, rebar, or whatever the fuck you called it, is gonna really be hurting after my twenty-six damage. No, no, no. Nope, nope. it's thirty-three. 26 plus the 7 that you rolled. Yeah. What? So it's crit damage oh. plus 26. Oh. Could you roll any I've never done ones? so much. They're, quiet down. Quiet down. Quiet down. <laughs> I got some 4s in there too. So 33 damage to this thing. And the Lias swings his mighty shovel in a slam. Ooh. 22 to hit, which hits 5 damage from old, old T-Bag. All right. It is now this creature's turn. Now nah, I'm going to go uh, before it goes. Okay. I'm going to spend... Uh, yeah, I'll spend an Arcana point to give my Scimitar the Keen property. And I'm just going to move up and take a regular Scimitar attack. Okay. How about a 15 to its flat-footed? 15 will hit. And it'll take 7 damage. All right. Good clean cut. So, yeah, between... Randolph and Uhtred, you guys really took a pretty big, a uh, couple big chunks out of this thing. Uh, but it is now going to act, and it's going to turn to Randolph. And it's going to make two slam Bring attacks. It on. That's a 21 to hit. As you were. That's a 21 to hit Randolph. Uh, nope. Uh, how about a 25 to hit? Oh, man. 25, really? Yeah. Double check that. Yeah, that hits. But by one. Alright, uh, so Randolph takes 10 points of damage. Oh, you're so like I didn't find medium armor. And <laughs> that's a 28 versus your CMD. Oh, no. Hold on. That's bad. <laughs> that's real bad. CMD, no. Uh, yeah, that uh, sounds like you're going to say the word grapple. So this thing just like kind of like the whomping willow just kind of like rears back and then just body slams down on randolph and when it straightens back up randolph is caught in all of like the like almost chitinous limbs and cracks running down this thing and uh randolph is effectively grappled as he is entangled in all the, the gross i'm too old for this <laughs> and it is now viperus turn I'm going to hold my turn. Okay. Yando's turn, and he's going to full attack, deadly aim. First attack's a hit. Second attack is not. So Yando sends a telling arrow that embeds itself in this thing, and it looks like it's in pretty rough shape, but it's still moving. Rogiar. All right. Rogiar can do something about that. I think Rogar is going to try out his new Cold Blast. He's going to send that thing at at this column thing. Okay. So that is a 24 against its touch AC. That will hit. And that deals 19 cold damage. Oh, so wimpy. <laughs> uh, so 
the ice envelops this thing and it gets in all the cracks and the crevices and then it just kind of collapses to the floor similar to the first one that Rogar killed but the, this one is just frozen yeah 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 Rogar kills everything <laughs> alright <laughs> after like shooting a blast of like just cold air at this thing Rogar kind of like holds up his hand like oh oh I can do that now that's new as uh, Randolph falls to the ground with pieces of shattering cold bones next to him <laughs> ha! Jesus Rogar Great shot. Wow. <laughs> it sort of starts mumbling. Flies, where were you on that? <laughs> making Rogar do all the work. It's ridiculous. Can we... I know you're a part of me. Don't backtalk me. Flies kicks a stone. <laughs> Can we call Rogar Frogyar? Oh my god, Frogyar. <laughs> now, that kind of makes me think he's like a frozen yogurt. But I like the I like the other thing. Fro yogar, yeah, freezing rogar. Fro it's yogar. like Frozone. I'm also right. thinking of rogar with an afro. Yeah. Oh yeah, for sure. <laughs> All right, so the Great. the room falls quiet, and I think that's the first combat we've ever done where nobody ever made a knowledge roll against these things. Did a whole fight without knowing what we were killing. Yeah. We are officially murder hobos. (laughs) Perfect. Hooray. All right, what do you guys do? Just what I've always wanted. Detect magic. Uh, Cast Cure Light Wounds. Okay. Uh, Uhtred, you are detecting two magical auras in this room, both coming from within the sarcophagus. Ah, fuck, damn it. Yeah, I was afraid you might say that. Yeah. And uh, Rogar flies out of the room. I've (laughs) I've been on the uh, receiving end of this one before. I double-checked the... uh, the room uh, I, I don't think that there's any uh, I don't think that there's any traps in here I rolled a 19 and a 17 on the spellcraft for them first of all I knew it felt weird when I was letting you guys make spellcraft checks on objects that were like inside of cabinets and whatnot. yeah you can't do that I looked it up you need it specifically says you need to like be closely examining the object in order to identify its magical properties with spellcraft. So Zutrid gonna open that sarcophagus to make those spellcraft checks apply? Well, they're, they're pretty bad spellcraft checks. I might just toss them in the garbage. And... Nah, I'll, I'll open up the sarcophagus. Alright. Oddly enough, you don't see any remains of a body in the sarcophagus. I don't think we did in the boneyard either, right? Or were we not Uh, able to open it? You were able to open it, and no, you did not see any remains of a body in that sarcophagus either. Hmm, that is suspicious. It'd be like if we dug up Thelias and he wasn't there. Hmm. Hmm. So, uh, Uhtred, you find what look like two charms, two talismans. Do they look like Uh, the other ones? The ones that you're wearing from the boneyard yeah that i literally haven't thought about in like three four months you know they they look similar but they don't look like they're the same right but they're uh, of the same fashion they're like part of the charm set yes you do remember that you can only uh benefit from three charms at most and uh yeah you do not uh oh wait yeah no you do not identify either of these so what do you guys do 
Uh, I want to look at the underside of the lid because I remember in the boneyard the the underside of the lid had like an artistic depiction of Erasne in it. Yeah. Uh, as does this one. It only looks semi-finished though. Um, like it looks like it, they didn't finish making the, the the picture. Yeah, it's like they they finished like the first layer, but then the like like the next layer that would have been like more detailed never got they never got around to doing it hmm. okay so what do you guys do now I guess we head up the hole from the stable room um, if it'll make things easier Rogiar can like fly a rope up there and tie it to one of those columns so give everyone an easier way to climb up okay uh, when you get up there I would like a perception check oh boy that's an 18. Rogiar, with an 18, you notice something that Thalias missed. Okay. Not even surprised. That guy's useless. You So you poke your head up, flying up this hole, and it's not on the floor of this room. It's just kind of clinging to the wall, uh, like five feet up, about uh, ten feet from you. And this viscous blob of bright red goo quivers and pulses in a curious manner, but it's not currently moving or being aggressive. Uh, yeah, Rogar's gonna go ahead and shoot it and then fly back down to the other room. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Not being aggressive. Yep, better shoot it. I believe Matt did say when once it was time to go back into Roslar's tomb after uh, Thalias died, Matt was like, Rogyar is just gonna be a fucking That's shoot true. now and ask questions later. Yep. Everything in here has been bad news, so yep. I see this thing on the wall, I'm gonna shoot it and then retreat and see what it does. Assume. So that is a 20 to hit its AC. It's flat-footed AC, I suppose. 20 will hit its flat-footed AC. And that is 32 damage and Rogyar flies back down with the move action. Okay. Uh, I'd like everybody to make initiative checks, please. Vipira. 23. The natural 20. Rogyar. 24. Randolph. Just an 18. Uhtred. 24. What's your initiative modifier? 9. Oh, wow. Uh, Rogyar's is a 7, so yeah, Uhtred gets to go before him. And Yando's is a plus. Did he also have a 24? Yeah. Really? (laughs) Yeah, Yanis is a plus. Yanis is a plus eight. So oh wow, get, get fucked, Vipira. <laughs> so unbelievable. Rogiar goes up to tie a rope, and then you just hear a commotion as uh, you hear what the fuck. Yeah. Rogiar zooms back down. Yeah. So it is currently uh, Uhtred's turn. What happened, Rogiar? I'm not entirely sure. There's some red blob thing up there and I wasn't taking any chances. Alright, I guess Nutrid will move up and like try and get his head up above so he can see anything. Make a climb check. Uh, actually, is there any kind of like knowledge that I could make on this thing before I would have flown down? Uh, Dungeoneering. Okay, so the answer was no. Okay. Okay. As a free action, I'm gonna uh, ask the Elias, a blob? Really? You didn't? You couldn't see a blob? <laughs> I just shake my head at him. Kicks more rocks. <laughs> yeah. You saw uh, the so, check. Yeah. 
pretty fucking bad at climbing jacks. Like, I don't think I can do this. <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit. You know what you do have, though? <laughs> I knew it. It's not even a red zero. <laughs> I know. Oh, man. It's not even close to being a red zero. I got a negative six in fucking... Yeah, climb. well, I was going to say, you know what you do have, Uhtred? You have... Uh... At least one potion of spider climb. Ah, uh, that's true. Okay, okay. I can sip on what you're. Be popping. a handy thing to to use yeah, in the yeah. future. Yeah, hold on. Let's, yeah. Uh, in fact, we have this. four of those. Yeah, because Uhtred would see like, oh fuck, I gotta climb up something. I'm so bad at that. Never did get over the wall in boot camp. Um, <laughs> so yeah, before he goes up to try and peek his head up. He'll pull out his potion, because he already has one, a spider climb, and give that a quick chug. Okay, so as a full round action, you can get over to the wall and drink a potion. Okay. Okay. And is Yando's turn. Yando, um, it's like clear that like nobody's going like, to get up there and do anything in, in this moment. Yando goes up to Vipira. And he, he places a hand on her shoulder and he says, Look, uh, I ho- hopefully we're, we're almost out of this thing, but in case we still got a, a ways to go, I just, I, I, I want you to be safe. And he casts a spell, Barkskin, on Vipira. Ooh. And Vipira. So now he's playing favorites. Vipira, you gain <laughs> a plus two natural armor bonus. And that will last for the next 40 minutes. And it is now Rogiar's turn. Uh, Rogier's going to delay until someone else goes up there. Okay. Vipira. I don't know, man. Uh, I'm gonna... I'm gonna delay. Okay. Randolph. Alright. No delay in here. How do I get up there now? Yeah, I need a climb check. Can Thelias assist? Sure. Push you, push you up. Thelias, I need upsies. Alright. <laughs> and... With the assist... Oh, well, you laugh, but with the assist... Uh... Five. Yeah. Uh. <laughs> or one weakness, <laughs> climbing. It's just like Randolph just like scrambling with like his hands and feet and just Thelias just has his, like Randolph's butt cheeks betwixt his hands, like trying to give him a little boost. Yeah. And uh, he doesn't make much. So do I climb it or not? With a five, no. <laughs> and just then. Okay. Wait. Yeah. My swift action. Can I? How long does that last? It just as if I have it on, I just have it on as long as he's out. The aura of so protection. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's just a swift action to activate like once he's manifested, and then it's oh, just sick. on. As I was gonna say, if it's off, I'll activate it again. Yeah. But I think it's still on. So if it's still on, I'm satisfied with that. Yeah. I mean, it's a swift action either way. So yeah, like if you want it on, it's, it's on, on, baby. Yeah. So then there's a heavy flump as this undulating red ooze falls down to join you all from the room that it was in. It kind of like, like it lands and it kind of like, boom, 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 like, like it's like a jello, but then it like turns to face you all and it just kind of like stiffens and flattens and like, just seems like it, like it's like, tensing up like it's like this just giant muscle and I need 
everybody to give me a will save. And uh, anybody who wants to can make a knowledge dungeoneering check as well, now that you can all see this thing. So, uh, who rolled knowledge dungeoneering? I did. Uh, I did. Okay, what'd you get? 18. Okay, Uhtred, you identify this creature as an emotion ooze. Truly bizarre and alien creatures, emotion oozes are made of ectoplasm that has somehow been granted the spark of life. Though they can't be categorized as intelligent, emotion oozes have a unique emotional empathy, allowing them not only to respond and react to the emotions of nearby creatures, but also to psychically shape and alter the emotions of others. You may ask one question hmm. about emotion oozes. Do they have any DR? They do not. So, where are we with those will saves? Oh, did Randolph make a knowledge check too? Yep. Oh, okay. You might uh, be surprised to find out, but I'm a total dungeoneer, so. Very nice. 17 on that. Oh, great. You can also ask one question. I want to play the HP game. Okay. 45. Higher. Ah, shit. Oozes tend to have a fuck ton of health. Okay. Uh, Nine nine for will. Okay. Uh, What's everybody else's will saves? Uh, Ruggier had a 15. Uchid had a 16. And uh, Randolph had a 20. Okay. You are all filled with extremely powerful, like, primordial sense of anger. Oh, okay. So nothing changed. Wait, all of us? All of you. So Uh, what does that do? For now, let's move on to Uhtred. Let's, let's, Let's cast defensively and extra carefully. And angrily. A whole heap of angry. Well, see, I don't think anything's changed for Uchu because that's just how he normally is. Um, now I'm going to try and cast a chill touch. Oof. Natural. Wait. Yeah, natural one on the caster check. Yeah, that fails. Uh, and, and I will say, like, yeah, Uchu might be angry often, but the type of anger Uchu is feeling is beyond anything he can really remember. All right, so Uhtred fails to cast defensively. Does he do anything with his move action? Yep. He's going to take a five-foot step backwards. Okay. And it's Yando's turn. Yando's going to take a five-foot step northwest. So Yando's going to full attack. And as he pulls back on his bowstring to fire, uh, an action that uh, provokes attacks of opportunity, if there are any enemies threatening him, Vipira is compelled out of her anger to reach back and lash out at Yando as an attack of opportunity. What did we do to deserve this? Wow. Um, Just roll like shit. You can do it. Yeah. This is where Vipira crits. (laughs) This is where she tripped 20s. This is kind of of what I fear every time. Uh, I don't have control over my attacks. This is like all those fucking nat ones in the last fight. (laughs) <laughs> are going to come back in the form of a net 20 on the allied attack of opportunity. If you kill Yando, the, the fan club's going to be so mad. <laughs> it's, not a, it's not a crit, but uh, 23 to hit. 23 will hit Yando. Nine damage. Yep. <laughs> you should have used that bark skin for yourself there, bud. <laughs> yeah, thanks for, thanks for buffing me up, asshole. He's def- <laughs> he is definitely thinking that. So he, he reaches. Like, Nobody touches me without my consent. So he he reaches back and just everybody has like 
it, it's hard to think straight. You are all so angry. Yando uh, reaches back. Vipira turns around and takes a swipe at him. And Yando's just, fuck you, you dumb bitch, in response to Vipira lashing out at him. But Yando still uh, follows through with his attack and lets an arrow fly at the ooze. That is a 22 to hit, and that'll hit. And then a miss. Okay, uh, Rogiar's turn. Okay, uh, so Rogiar is going to uh, five foot float back to the entry to the room here. And uh, being really pissed off, he's going to go ahead and gather power and shoot another air blast at this thing with empowered. Okay. Jesus Christ. That's a natural 20. Oh <laughs> my god. Uh, does an 18 confirm? An 18 will confirm. Yes! <laughs> Alright. So bludgeoning here is called Armor Dent. Uh, double damage and 2d6 damage to metal armor, which it's not wearing. Quick, someone throw metal armor on it. <laughs> and the the magic crit is called Arcane Glow. Double damage, and the target glows like fairy fire for 1d6 rounds. Oh, pretty. Yeah, so we're going to yeah. go with that one. So that's double damage. So that is, let's see, 28 and 24 is 52 times 1.5 is 76 damage. 78 damage. You should be fucking ashamed of yourself. <laughs> wow. <laughs> you okay. Just kill it? No, probably not. But it has more than 45 uh, HP. There's no way 78 <laughs> would kill it. I'm guessing he probably took about three fourths of it. Nope. Oh my god. <laughs> no, he had an earlier round with it. Yeah, I already did like 30 oh, damage I to it up top. It. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, you you did all of it. <laughs> Plus damage damage right there. <laughs> Just soloed this. Pretty much. In two yeah, shots. He's just scared of what Randolph's able to do. He doesn't want me to unlock my face. I just want to rewind us real quick to like an hour and a half ago when I was like, at what point are you just punishing us? This is what I was talking about. (laughs) When you're two rounding by yourself in counters, I feel like counters have to get harder and I can't handle it. (laughs) Yeah, no help. Yeah, it's great. Nick's yeah. like, Nick's like, I'm scared of Alex's retaliation. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we all. Nick speaks for all of us. <laughs> I'm scared Axel's retaliation isn't going to work on you and just destroy us. <laughs> he makes a world-ending monster. Rogier's just like uh, one one round. All right. So yeah, uh, this thing is vanquished, and you all continue to feel positively pissed and after i'd say i'd say at least like after vipir's reaction to yando firing you all become aware at your collective inability to lash out at one another uh given the opportunity uh but yeah you guys are just kind of like all huddled together just kind of looking at each other not necessarily like paranoid that you've all turned on each other but like just knowing that your your inhibitions have dissolved to the point of this primal instinct of attack. Well, feeling that, Uhtred's going to say, I want to be out of the area, making me feel like I might be attacked, and he's going to walk up the wall and up to the top floor. 
Oh, okay. I see how it is. Walking up the wall because we can't. <laughs> Infuriate. That's me. right. And uh, he'll even like go to shove Randolph in the chest as he goes up the wall. Hold on, I'll I'll make oh, this unbelievable. CMP. I shove Elias. I pass it right on. Seventeen. Does a seventeen beat your CMD? What's that versus? Oh no way. Twenty-two. All right. I take it like a man. <laughs> I might not be able to climb, but you can't push me over. Weebles wobble, but they don't climb up. <laughs> uh, I would say that that's actually going to provoke. Yeah. Utrid gets From close hope. enough to shove Randolph and fails a CMP check. Go ahead and make an attack roll. Do I have to? Am I that angry? Yeah. Oh. Okay. 28. It doesn't hit. So what's everybody else doing? Uh, Rogier is going to fly back up to the north to the room with all of the uh, sarcophagi in it, and he is just going to start like one by one, just like just gathering power and just blasting away at these sarcophagi. Just he wants to break something. He is just raging at the fact that he is stuck underground in this fucking tomb, so he's just breaking everything in sight. Yeah, as Rogar turns to go away. Yeah, you see what you caused here? You see what you do every time, right? Every time we come across anything, there's no it, there's no engaging with it in any other way except for violence with you. And now look at the position that we're in. <laughs> You're probably going to kill us all. Okay, so I'm going to shoot Vipera. Oh, she's asking for that it. easy. So. Yep. Yendo is gonna like he's gonna make a full withdrawal and just kind of put himself in uh, J seventeen, just kind of like not be around anybody right now. You know who I'm fighting. Okay, only a fifteen to hit <laughs> does not hit. <laughs> Rogar just like he turns like, don't you dare fucking lecture me, girl. I've been through hell. You've been through nothing. You've just been complaining this whole time. And he shoots a blast at your feet. Uh, the only reason you're still we go alive further, is because I'm here. Before we go any further, yeah, you're about to, yeah, you're about to have like an entire team wipe <laughs> due to the let's, team. Let's remember, like, I, I'm all about like using this to fuel like some like RP like dialogue encounters. Let's, unless it's like a mechanical necessity, let's avoid making direct attack rolls at each other. Unless like everybody's cool with that yeah I, I mean I really was just making the attack just like I was hoping to not hit I was I was just making the attack to make a point like to accentuate oh, I know the you argument are, that like you wouldn't fucking if you without me but yeah right but yeah. I get if I do I, I get your point. on that like you have done twice in this episode <laughs> 78 uh, my pure would have been dead <laughs> <laughs> right yeah, but he just patch her up with his monster. And also, like, how do how do I react to that now? Because you like, charge his ass. Yeah, that's <laughs> right. kind of like that's what that's I'm getting. That's Axel's at. fear. It's his right, worst right. nightmare coming to light. So, I, I'm going to just autoplay my my character into pretending that wasn't real. Viperia goes off into uh, one of the corner stables uh, and just starts hacking away at whatever wooden fence if there is one. What is Randolph doing? I'm wrestling uh, Thelias. Okay. I'm not going <laughs> to do or to sickle him, and I don't want him to shovel me, but we're we're definitely in a wrestling match. Okay. Um, so Uhtred, uh he went up to J19? Yeah, fuck those assholes. I don't want to be anywhere near them. Okay, so 
everybody kind of like separates, does their own thing, like either letting ang- le- either letting out their anger on something or distancing themselves from each other. And after about a minute, this primal, unadulterated rage finally ebbs. All right, so what do you guys do? Um, detect magic. Okay. And Yando, oh. he finally, like, he, like, just kind of cautiously steps out to, uh, like, the opening of J-17, the the room that held uh, Roslar's sarcophagus, and just kind of pokes his head out and, Hello? How's everybody feeling? <sighs> Better. Um, yeah, I'm clear. I don't know what that was, but oh, that was that was awful. And uh, Rogar is gonna go ahead and fly back up to J19 to join Utrid, and like pointedly not looking at Vipira, like very obviously, forcibly not looking at Vipira the whole time. The tensions that were building uh, when you guys first entered this tomb kind of uh, were, were were kind of patched up by Thalias's death and kind of you kind of had bigger things to worry about but maybe maybe those tensions are starting to mount again so going back to Utrid uh, you're detecting magic in J19 and uh, you are not picking up any auras there is however a single door to the north can I look through it is it open it is not open not open who, who shuts all these doors this is like a dad's dream the doors are shut the lights are off <laughs> Thermostats, not like electricity billas. Yeah, it's at a perfect sixty-eight. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what to tell you, man. So, did did Rogiar like tie off a rope or anything? Like he was in- initially he, going to? Yeah, I'll I'll tie off a rope for everyone. Before I head up, like me and Yendo are down at the bottom. I, uh, I, you know that wasn't me. You know that. Oh. Maybe some deep part of me is angry at the situation but I'm in control now I think the scary thing is it was you but I wanted to do the same thing back but I think those parts of us aren't meant to be on the surface they were parts of us that we are able to block off we are better than them that is why we don't attack each other yeah, but I... Vipira starts uh, working uh, her way up. Funny enough, uh, Randolph's having that same conversation with himself. <laughs> <laughs> I respect you, bro. <laughs> I'm sorry about that. No, it's my fault. <laughs> I tried to kill you. Well, you would have just killed yourself. <laughs> okay, so uh, yeah, eventually everybody is has climbed up, and uh, yeah, we got this closed door to the north. I open it. Okay. Uh, oh, I don't love him going in first, so I'm going to run in after him. It doesn't matter. Or, With I the... mean, my period is going to go invisible, so like... Already a thing. Actually, before that point, though, uh, because Viper doesn't want this to linger. She doesn't, like, want it to be, like, the last time. So uh, Vipira immediately pulls over Rogar. I know that wasn't you. And you know that wasn't me. Let's not do this again. If you are angry at me in some way because of what happened down there, you 
actively tried to kill me. I've seen the way how you murder those other things. That was very clearly an attempt on my life. So if you are okay with it, then I'm okay with it. Let's move on. I, I, I don't know what, what came over me down there. I don't think I've been that angry in ever. That I am sorry, girl. I, I, I didn't. I Pura mean, hugs him. Oh. And it's an awkward like hug. Like she doesn't know exactly what like what it's supposed to feel like. Where the she, arms go? Just yeah, like like wraps a little bit around his head because he, he's just a little bit shorter than uh, than Vipira. He's also floating. Oh, okay. Never mind. <laughs> Normal hug. It's successful. Ankle hug. Uh, Tom, take a hero point. Oh, my God. Uh, okay, so Uhtred enters the room to the north, and the ceiling of this chamber is cracked and crumbling, explaining the massive amount of rubble that blocks the western portion of the room. A single stone door exits to the south where you came from. A marble altar marked with the symbol of a fiery winged sword is set a few feet from the eastern wall. The floor to the immediate west of the altar is divided into a three-by-three grid of tiles, though many of these tiles are broken. I'm familiar with this. And a few appear to be missing. Um, real quick, the the ceiling of this room is collapsed, creating the barrier, right? Yes. So if I look up, is it debris piled all the way up, or is there an opening in the ceiling? So it's this part of the ceiling that has collapsed that would right. have been in the room's center and it is caved in and like it, it has not left like a gaping hole in the Okay, in the so it's like ceiling. debris piled all the way up to the ceiling. So you can't look up right. through it. Yeah. Okay. If right. you remember when we were in J2, which is where we first found the coffer crew when we came in, Alex did describe that room as like being sagged, like the floor sagged in the middle, right? Which would, ex- which is what ha- was this cave in? That is correct. Rogiar, I think we're about ready to use those tiles we found earlier. Let's take a look. Does it appear to be the same setup as in the boneyard? Uh, yeah. So like, like the like horizontal rows. Each each row has one tile missing, and you do remember it was like a choose one tile from each row step on the correct tile and a thing right. happens do we have three tiles or just two you only have two but the third you see you, you see a third tile leaning against this altar oh well that's convenient <laughs> yeah and uh it depicts a uh a winged rapier so the other two were the angel wings and the heart that we had found before correct now, is there what would be the appropriate knowledge check just to make sure there's not like, oh yeah, there was the boneyard way to do it, and there's the material plane way to do it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, um, everything seems mirrored here, but I assume yeah. an intelligence check. That's kind of why I wanted to do one. Like, yeah, you can do a knowledge uh, engineering check. Sixteen. As far as you can tell, it seems pretty straightforward. About as straightforward as it was in the boneyard. Does it? seem to matter what order we put the tiles in or we just need you know tiles in those squares and step on them it looks like the three tiles just need to be those it looks like it just needs to be those three tiles it doesn't look like they need to be in a specific order all right then let's uh put them in there and somebody step on them i'll step on this well hold on 
Randolph, why don't you let me step on them since I've stepped on them once before? Ah, pro stepper, of course, yes. Professional, coming through, stand back. Uh, I will detect magic before I step on them to have maybe there's like some lingering orders on certain tiles. You're not detecting any magical auras. Alright, well, I guess if it all seems like it's exactly the same as it was in the boneyard, Andrew would step on the same tiles he did the last time. Okay, good thinking. So he steps on the first tile and he hears a click. He stays on it like a landmine. See if it explodes. (laughs) Does not. Alright, moves on to the second one. Alright, and he hears a, uh, like a like a double click coming from somewhere behind the wall that the altar is in front of. And he moves on to the third tile. And there's a kachunk, and a seeker compartment swings out slightly in the wall behind the altar. Oh, nice work. As I said, I have stepped these tiles once before. Which I still don't quite understand, but... Is there anything in the compartment? You go to open it, and we'll see you next week. (laughs) On the Inspired Incompetence Podcast. Oh, no. Very nice. See ya. See ya. See ya. See ya.